0: Hi and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to the show and welcome to a new year of tennis here in 2013. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you'll notice that the intro there is a little bit different. Long story short, I I had some really frustrating technical difficulties with the program I used to use to record the show. And I'm just totally starting over on a new uh, platform and I'm just going to start fresh. So a little bit different intro uh, moving forwards. It'll save a little bit of time and I don't think anybody is ever <laughs> opposed to that. So in case you didn't get my email the other day, I'm, I have promised to do at least 26 new episodes of the Essential Tennis Podcast in 2013. I'm not big on New Year's resolutions, but that's something that I resolved to do this year. So that means a a new episode on average every other week. I'm not going to promise it'll be every other week, but I I promise it will be at least 26 new episodes starting with this one. So hopefully hopefully you appreciate that, and I apologize for how much I dropped off in, in 2012. All right, let's go ahead and get to today's episode, which is going to be all about managing doubles partnerships. Sit back, relax, and get ready for some great tennis instruction. All right, so today's topic comes to us from Rich, and I've shortened his his uh, question here a little bit, but you, you'll definitely get the idea. He wrote in and said, my question is around doubles communication in particular, how to keep your partner upbeat and engaged. I played a doubles match this past week and my partner began to implode after the second or third game of the first set. He kept yelling at himself, was visibly down and unhappy. I kept I kept trying to say, come on, we're still in it. Here we go, etc. I didn't shake my head when he made any mistakes. I would just say, it's okay. Let's get him on the next point. Definitely didn't make for a fun match. How should I approach this in the future if I'm paired up with him? Thanks, Rich. All right, well, Rich, that's an excellent question. And I've actually decided to go ahead and expand the the topic to just kind of general doubles partner advice. And this is not going to be about strategy or tactics or, or figuring out how to come up with a good game plan with your partner. None of that. It's just going to be all about communication. Because, just like with, with any partnership in life, communication is is huge. And I laugh because the you know the first thing that comes to mind for me is you know, I've been married for for eight years now, and that takes a lot of good communication. It's just like it, when in any other kind of partnership, a marriage, a business partnership, a, a work relationship, whatever it is, you know, family. It might not be a marriage, but it might be. Just general family relationships, communication is unbelievably important, and it's important that you approach it in the right way. So I've got four different kind of main sections here. I'll probably go through this pretty quickly. Number one is there is no room for negativity towards your partner. Period. And Rich's question, he made he made it very clear that he was trying his best not to do that. And he said he you know didn't shake his head, etc. That. It's not a mistake that I put this at number one because in my opinion, it is the most important part of having a good, solid, working relationship with your devil's partner. There is no room at all for negativity, either directly or indirectly. And here's what I mean by by that. Directly would be, and and you've seen this, all right? If you've been around tennis at all, you have seen this and it's embarrassing, right? But you know what? <laughs> These types of problems... Everybody thinks that they couldn't it couldn't possibly be them, but just check yourself, all right? Next time you're out there playing doubles, make sure that you're not making these mistakes. A direct negative communication towards your partner would be like literally saying to them, "Dude, you're blowing it," <laughs> or or literally saying, "Oh, my gosh, we, you know we really needed that point or or some something along those lines. Anything that's not positive, you might think it's just neutral whatever. If if it's not positive, just don't say it to them. Now, indirectly, you, it's very, very easy to communicate negative emotions or negative energy to your partner indirectly. And that would be like the shake of the head, like what Rich said, you know, he wasn't shaking his head. So your your partner screws up, maybe it's a sitter volley or a sitter overhead on, on a really important point, and you And you just turn around and shake your head, right? And walk back to the baseline. You might say, "Well, Ian, I didn't, I didn't say anything to them. you know, I, I kept it to myself, Well, no, you didn't. You need to be very, very careful about even just physical reactions like that. It could be just a shoulder slump. It could be, It could be turning your back to them to hide your expression. Whatever. Don't directly or indirectly communicate any kind of negative. negative any kind of negative anything, whether it be verbal, nonverbal, whatever. Okay, that's number one. Incredibly, incredibly important. Number two, make suggestions, but never give orders. I shouldn't say, I should never say everybody. Almost everybody makes this mistake. And this is especially when you're playing with a new partner, or you've only played with this person a couple of times. Now, if you've been partnered with the same person for the last 10 years, and, it, you know, over the years, it's become very obvious that you're the leader in this partnership and you kind of set the tone, you know, tactically and emotionally, and you're the one that really drives your, your partnership forward, then that's totally fine. And you can feel free to be that leadership type person. That's a whole another topic that I could talk about is kind of different personalities within a doubles partnership. But if you're, if you're walking out on, onto the court with this person for the first time, do not give them orders about what to do you might think that you are amazing as a tennis player you might think that you know everything when it comes to strategy and tactics and technique and you know every other part of the game but it is not appreciated and Again, if you've been playing doubles for any length of time, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Everybody's been in the position where they've been the recipient in this situation, right? Where you've got the partner who's constantly trying to fix your game. This is totally classic in golf. Also, those of you that are golfers know exactly what I'm talking about. You get paired up with that guy who's constantly giving you, and you know, he means well, but it's just the biggest pain ever. And it's so annoying and frustrating. It can easily lead you down the path to playing worse. In either tennis or golf okay now most people aren't in the position to to where they're you know they, they really know their partner and they've been playing together for a long time and they're in that leadership role so you should be suggesting a positive tactical change or a positive strategy or a technique change or change of any kind if it works then great Give them positive reinforcement immediately after whatever they've tried works. Give them a pat on the back. Say, awesome, great job. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Let's, let's keep that up. If they don't try it at all, if they just, you know, they're, they're polite and they say, okay, yeah, thanks, and they don't do it at all, they give no effort, or, or maybe they give an excuse like, I, I just, you know, that's just not part of my game, right? I can't do that. Just drop it, Okay. Trust me on that. Just drop it. Don't don't keep hounding them. Don't say, oh, but no, really, you got it. I, I'm positive this is going to work. Just just drop it. If you start hounding them about it and and you get annoying about it, your partnership is going to dissolve very quickly. You might not, not think it is, but from your partner's perspective, it's it's done. They don't they they're totally going to shut themselves off from you. Uh, let's see what else do I have here? Yeah. So that's it. Make suggestions. Don't ever give orders. If they try it, it works, get positive reinforcement. If they try it and it doesn't work, get positive reinforcement. You know, it might be that you suggest that they poach and they're not comfortable with it and they try and they miss the volley, but it's like, oh man, they were right there and that was the right play. You say, hey, great job. You're going to make that volley next time. That was exactly that was exactly the right play. Don't worry, we'll get them next time. And, and keep encouraging them if you know that it's going to be a step in the right direction strategically. So yeah, I'll go ahead and move on. I keep talking about that. It's definitely a pet peeve of mine. Number three, be, percept- be perceptive and learn how your partner likes to be supported and then do it. Some players are quiet and they like being left alone. Some tennis players, and I'm talking about doubles here, thrive on interaction between every single point. They, they want to be talking. They want to be discussing, etc. Some players love physical encouragement. Like high fives, you know fist bumps, et cetera, others don't want to be touched by you <laughs> uh, and some players like to poke fun at themselves, and when they make a mistake, you know they like to kind of laugh it off and make a joke about it others if if you laugh and make a joke about their mistake, they'll be offended <laughs> right so there's there's extremes on both ends of the spectrum for all four of those different things plus plus many other many other things as well. You you need to kind of be an armchair psychologist and figure your partner out, figure out what they enjoy, what they dislike in terms of interaction and communication, both physically and verbally and strategically. And I guess you could throw in, um, in terms of sense of humor. And it's your job as a good doubles partner to figure that out, learn as quickly as possible what they like and dislike. And then do it so that you can be the best supporting partner you can possibly be for each and every different person. And this is part of what really makes doubles very interesting is as you go from player to player, everybody will have different preferences when it comes to this. And also their their entire game, their forehand, their backhand, their volleys, overhead, their serves, they're going to have different strengths and weaknesses. They're going to have different personality because it's a different person. And so... A part of what makes devils interesting is going from partner to partner and opponent to opponents, and figuring these things out and doing the best you can with what you're given to win that that current day. Just a couple of final thoughts here before we we wrap this this topic up. Um, I think I just have two here. Uh, first of all, if you do everything above everything I've talked about, you're not negative at all. You make, make some suggestions, but then you drop it. If they don't want to do it, you don't give them any orders about what to do. You're perceptive about their preferences, and you communicate in the way in which they appreciate. If you do all of that to the best of your ability, and they still have a terrible attitude, all match, then let it go. At the end of the day, you cannot control their feelings. You cannot control their attitude. You cannot control their mental outlook on the day or on the match or on anything else in life so although you're following the instructions that I've given you oftentimes you can't you you can't have enough of an impact to help them get out of that slump mentally and you know what that's that's life you know that's that's not even just tennis that's that's just life you know you can totally mean well you can do your best and your partner could still have a terrible terrible match <laughs> mentally and that's just that's just part of it and you need to be, you know, fr- first of all, accepting of that, not accepting like, oh, you know, it's okay, but that's just part of it. And you need to just put it aside, move on, and do the best that you personally can. You cannot control them, but you can control your own attitude and your own outlook on the match. So do the best you can for yourself. Yeah, try to help your partner out, obviously. But if it becomes very clear and very evident that none of your – um none of your efforts are are making any difference, then there comes a time where you just need to focus on what you can do and just let it go because, again, you cannot control them. And then lastly, don't take yourself too seriously, all right? This is supposed to be fun, right? We're out there playing a sport that we enjoy, a sport that we love. We want to enjoy it. We want to get some exercise and, and get some competition in. And fulfill all those different things that that tennis is is wonderful at, at giving us in life. Don't take yourself too seriously to where, you know, every single match it's like you versus the world, and you've got to put your partner up on your shoulders, and you're going to be like William Wallace and Braveheart and and rally the troops, and you're <laughs> you know you're going to come through with with an incredible victory, and it's all be, going to be because you coached your partner through it. I mean, if that happens then awesome, great job. But again, you need to be you need to be wise about uh, about reading the situation and being able to realize when you know you're not going to be able to pull them out of this and just take it for what it's worth. Don't get down on yourself as as a result. Just enjoy yourself the best you can and, and make it through the match and move on to the next one and that's just part of it. And and again, as I, as I mentioned earlier, you know this mirrors life and this is just a good life lesson. You can't control the other people around you all the time. Sometimes you can have a great positive impact, other times it's not gonna happen. And just, just let it go and do the best you can with what you're given that day. So Rich, hopefully that's helpful and obviously the rest of you listening, hopefully that's helpful. Quick uh, review, there's no room for negativity towards your partner, period. Make suggestions, don't ever give orders. Just Be perceptive, learn how your partner likes to be supported, and then do that. If you do everything that I've suggested and they still have a terrible day, just let it go. And don't take yourself too seriously. It's supposed to be fun. And do your best to just still make it enjoyable, even if your partner has a terrible day. It's, it's possible. Trust me. So, Rich, hopefully that's helpful. Sorry for the, uh, the situation that you were in, but that's just part of it sometimes. Hopefully some of the, the suggestions that I've given you are, are going to work for you with that specific partner. If you have anything further, definitely feel free to let me know. All right, that does it for episode 207 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. I tell you what, 15 minutes for for me sitting behind this mic goes by so incredibly fast. I, I feel like I need to keep adding more and more because it goes by so so fast for me. And I, I hope it's gone by fast for you as well, meaning that you've uh, enjoyed what I've laid out here today. And let me tell you, the, the best way, if you want to keep up with the podcast and the new episodes that I'm going to do this year, the best way to do that by far is by going to iTunes, do a search for Tennis Podcast, and you'll see this show pop up and subscribe to it in iTunes, which is totally free. And iTunes will automatically check for updates for you and automatically download the MP3 files. And this is especially great if you have an iPhone. Uh, You can subscribe right within uh, your iPhone. I I think they actually have their own podcast app now. Uh, Apple does inside the, uh, the app store. So check that out, subscribe to the show, get it automatically and that way you won't miss any episodes. Also, I'd really appreciate a review. If you enjoy the show, a review in iTunes would help me very much. And I'd appreciate that. If you have any topic ideas for the show, you can always feel free to send me an email to Ian, I A N at essential tennis.com. All right. That does it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate The fact that you sat down or maybe you're driving or working out and you took the time to listen to what I had to say, that means a lot to me. So take care and good luck with your tennis.